Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, the Wednesday morning edition of Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Scrub Brandy bringing in James Magnuson. And this is quite incredible. Fair dinkum. One win in a preseason challenge match in Maruya. He's decked out in Bulldogs gear head to toe. I think, are they grand final tickets you've got there, James? Good morning. How you doing? Freshly purchased, Vossi. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Uh, can I just say off, straight off the top, that's a big improvement. Mr. Brightside, big fan of that. I actually asked... Producer Ben, if I could walk into Who Let the Dogs Out today, couldn't get it done in time, but I'm here. Yeah. Well, look, it's um, it's great to see the vibe, or to hear, to feel the vibe. I mean, I witnessed <laughs> it out there. I did a bit of filming recently, James, in Belmore. Yeah. And it was, it's coming out of everywhere. The vibe, and people talking. Everything's positive around Canterbury for this season. So, James, if there's new time listeners to our program, yes, James, you're a lifelong Bulldog supporter, and you've got. You've, you've, you're feeling it. I'm you're feeling it, it, Bossy. What a great weekend, though. Football's back. We had UFC. We had Super Bowl. Uh, great time to be alive. Great time to be on uh, Breakfast Radio with you because I finally got something to talk about. You've been gone all summer. We've been talking, like, you know, backyard cricket and things like that. We've got sport yeah. back. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, look, just on um, an issue we spoke about yesterday, but there's been a change. If you're not aware, straight off the top of the program, uh, because of hot weather forecasts this weekend, change to the preseason challenge times. And it's around the big matches too. So the uh, charity shield between South Sydney and the Dragons was due to kick off at 3.30 on uh, Saturday afternoon. It's now going to kick off at 4.20. Um, they're expecting temperatures of around 36 at Mudgee James. Then the World Club Challenge on the back of a, you know, somewhere between 30 and 40 degree day out at Penrith. Uh, that the World Club Challenge now, Panthers and St. Helens, will kick off at 6.50. So not 6 o'clock. So 6.50, and that means the last game on Saturday night up in Queensland at Sunshine Coast Stadium, Broncos and Cowboys, uh, that's been pushed back to 8.55 or 7.55 local time. 8.55 New South Wales. So there's a few changes. Now, yesterday we were talking about uh, this one, James. We, we, we'll keep this poll open today because... Um, got some good reaction to it, and I think you can kick it off again on the back of those changes. The Sunday night 6 o'clock time slot. Uh, the Dolphins game against the Cowboys last Sunday was the most watched of the pre-season challenge games on, on Fox League. Now, I put it out there that we've been doing these Sunday games for the first five rounds of the competition. I love them, but this is from a TV point of view, viewer point, you know, uh, uh, sitting at home watching it. I'd like to see it go all season. What about you, James? Are you a Sunday 6pm man, yes or no? Yes, absolutely. When they change it, do they move that back to, is it a 2pm on Sunday? Well, yes. They, yeah. we, we have a two, Well, yes, we have a 2pm Sunday game, correct? Yeah. No, I, I prefer correct. the 6pm. 2pm, I'm still getting into my work on a Sunday. 6pm, the day is over. Uh, you've got those Sunday blues where you're thinking about getting up early the next day for work. So it's nice just to ease your way into the working week with a game of rugby league at 6pm. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, as for fans actually going to the game, that, that 
potentially is an issue. But I, I say it's an issue at 2 o'clock as well in a lot of yeah. people's lives on the weekend. It just seems that we're getting busier and busier. So we'll keep that poll open today. If you want to participate on our Twitter account, at VossiBrandySEN, uh, Sunday night, 6pm game for the entire season. Yes or no, we'll uh, relay that feedback during the program. Now, you mentioned um, things happening. Big guest today, James. Matt Rogers coming on the program. Matt Rogers is now part of the SEN family. Ooh, um, we're, nice. we're talking superstar, dual international, um, terrific fella. Uh, lots of stories to tell. Matt Rogers will be coming on the program this morning. So too will Alex Wilkinson, um, one of the most experienced players in the A-League, Sydney FC captain, Sydney FC in form, and a match on Saturday against the Brisbane Raw. Now, the Sydney Kings tonight against the Cairns Taipans, James. When I left you last Christmas, you were saying, well, I haven't actually been courtside. And I said, it's got to happen. And I was hoping that the Kings people would be in touch. James, have you experienced the Kings courtside yet? Yet to experience it, Vossi. I've been beachside, but I haven't been courtside. My man, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm waiting. Sydney Kings, reach out. (laughs) The NBLC, well, look. Tonight it is um, it's the first in the best of three, potentially a best of three yes. if they if they split the early games. Cairns Taipans not to be taken lightly lightly in uh, in the wake of their win in Perth. Uh, so it all gets underway tonight. We had Paul Smith on the program yesterday. So Sydney Kings are playing tonight. Now James, big story yesterday. Now you you are as qualified as anyone to talk about this. From an athlete's point of view, the Peter Bowl story, because the layman out there, the punters, we're scratching our heads going, well, huh? <laughs> how does mm. this happen? How yep. does it work? Like, I want you to take us right back. We're talking A, sample positive, B, sample negative. Can you take us all right now, if you will, into the cubicle? Yeah. Where the test starts. What is the process? And has it changed over the years? What you experienced in your elite career as an athlete, would it be exactly the same now, how it's how the testing is done? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not that long retired, but the, the testing has always been the same. So basically, you open up a kit that, uh, and, you, and you see your kit, make sure it's never been used before. So everything's in sealed plastic containers. You've got a beaker, and then you've got two vials. The urine goes into the beaker, and then to make the the A sample and the B sample, you just use that one be, one beaker to pour into a vial A, which is your A sample, and vial B, which is your B sample. So they're not two different tests. It's not two different days. It's done in one, split in half, and off it goes. The same for the blood. They take your blood, put it in a vial. They then put half of it in a, an A sample, half in a B sample. It all gets packaged up, sealed, all done by the athlete. At no point does the tester touch any of this stuff. The athlete does it all to make sorry, sure that it can can't I, be contaminated. Sorry, you're the one who tips. Yep. You, you you do it. The yep. athlete does it. You do it. You, wow. do all, you do all of it so that the drug tester never touches anything during the whole process to make sure that there's no tampering, nothing's contaminated. Uh, the athlete is con- in control of the whole process. The, the tester basically just witnesses everything and makes sure procedurally that everything flows the way it's supposed to. So the the fact that the fact that an A sample and a B sample can return different results it, it's almost has to be down to an interpretation of the readings by the person testing that sample because nothing can really happen between the the A sample and the B sample. It's not a different day, it's not 
It's not different conditions. It's not a different environment. They haven't been stored in different locations. Everything is done in unison. Mm. Well, okay. Now I'm going to jump ahead to yesterday. So have you got an explanation um, uh, like where this may land on the back of that? Because would there be people all around the world saying, well, hang on, told you. This can happen. Like the the integrity of the test now. Are we just are we just going to move on from a human error in an isolated incident, or is there is there more problems at play here, James? What's your thoughts? Oh, I think it's very problematic, Vossi. I've personally only really heard of this once before. I, I don't know if you remember this. This is we could be going back twenty years here. Ian Thorpe returned a test that. They were, they were suspect on. They said that the numbers didn't line up and they thought it was a positive test. They went back, tested his B sample, and it was all fine. I think it was for something like raised testosterone levels or abnormally high testosterone levels, but then they compared it to his, his prior tests and results and they tested his B sample and it was all fine. But the thing for Peter Bowl is his reputation for the past oh, yeah. six weeks, I think it's been, has been absolutely tarnished. So I think he's got a real case against uh, Sport Integrity Australia, but also WADA, the World Anti-Doping Authority. Well, also the release of the um, of the result of the A of the A sample. This you is, know, is yeah. Not, how, like, where does it? How does it get out? How does the news get out? Should it not? Should should the um, sampling process, the testing process, not run its full course before anything? reaches the public domain. This is what upsets me, Vossi, is, like I said, that A sample and the B sample right next to each other, sealed and packaged in the same box, sent off to the testers. Every time this happens, though, someone's A sample test positive, it's released to the media, this person's reputation is just done from that, from that point, essentially. Mm. And they say, we're going to test the B sample and see if the results uh, you know, match the A sample. Why would you not go test the A sample oh, we've got a strange result here, straight into test B sample. It's right next to the A sample. Why did they wait? This was wait- this waited weeks. I remember when it came out, they said, we're not testing the B sample until February. In the meantime, Peter Bowles' life has just turned upside down. He's accused of being a drug cheat. His reputation will never fully recover from this because there'll be competitors of his, there'll be sponsors, there'll be uh, other athletes around the world who will be dodgy on this for the rest of his career. And... In that meantime, he's just tarnished with that brush of being a drug cheat. If I was Peter Boll, I would be t- I'd be taking legal action. Yeah, well, well I would too. So you you just say simple fix really in terms of the testing. A sample, B sample, tested at same time. Yeah. At the same time and get the result and just compare the two. Absolutely. Why why have this this theater almost um, between the two? Uh, Richard Ings who no longer does interviews but we have spoken to previously in the past and he knows the subject inside out. Um, he made the point yesterday, the A sample gets released because it automatically triggers the athlete being suspended. So the athlete can't suddenly go missing while suspended without explanation. Now, just one little curly one before we move on to other things. Michael Gleeson writing in the Sydney Morning Herald said that 12 months earlier, a, another urine test from Peter Bowl, test for EPO, led to con- uh, contradictory analysis by WADA-approved testing laboratories. It had happened before. One lab said the result of the test from 2021 was a minor positive for EPO, only yep. for a second lab analysing the same A sample say it was negative. Mm. Uh, is it, uh, again, how do, how, do, how, do the rest, how do the punters here get their head around this? Like, 
it's is again it is quite bizarre but i i say again bossy if these results are inconclusive and they're talking about this behind mm. doors it should stay exactly there behind closed doors if he hasn't mm. been actively injecting himself with EPO and they can't prove that it shouldn't that that knowledge shouldn't be released to the public the guy probably has naturally higher levels or naturally elevated levels it's probably part of why he's such a talented athlete but if you're inconclusive or your tests don't prove that he has done anything, shut the hell up and don't release that to the public because you're just tarnishing this poor guy's reputation. Strong stuff, James Magnuson, uh, two-time world champion in uh, freestyle. Great to be uh, have uh, James on this morning with this story running. Uh, James now an established member of the SEN team. Uh, we're not all serious, though. We, we do like to have some fun. Uh, there was a story today... <laughs> I just got to throw it in the mix before we take the first break, and because I, we'll get talk back on all sorts of things. But what if this happened in the rugby league? There are areas rugby league is yet you know we have lots of scandals, we have lots of misbehaving, but there's some areas that we've never gone. And there's a story out of the German ballet this morning, James. I'm throwing this at you without notice. The headline caught me: German ballet director suspended after smearing dog feces in critic's face. <laughs> I thought this is interesting story. It happened in the intermission. It happened in the intermission of a performance of this German ballet company, and the, rec- the, the director, so upset with what this critic had written previously, has produced a bag of dog feces and rubbed it in the person's <laughs> face. Now, the, the, the German ballet director has later apologised, saying. It was unacceptable behaviour. Wow, thank you. Um, but what if that happened in rugby? What if there's any, any players out there that like to do it to German, uh, to journalists or commentators? Um, could it happen? And what would be the punishment, James? I'm throwing that at you. It's not a poll. It's not a poll. I'm just throwing this at you. Uh, Has there been a case in your career where you wish you had a spare bag of dog feces handy, James? Oh, you know, yeah, honestly? probably. There's a few what we call in swimming mixed zones where the journalists get into a bit. I wouldn't, right. wouldn't have minded a bag of feces yeah. at, at hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, folks, to be talking dog feces in this, but isn't that an amazing story that at the ballet, like we're talking in an opera, like at a big building, they'd be all dressed up. It's, it's a different sort of crowd. And this is the director of the damn show rubs dog feces in, in a journalist's face. Well, as I said, if it happened in rugby league, it'd be life bans, wouldn't it? It'd be public hanging just about but there you go there's a story for you what would the punishment be have you ever heard of something like that and is there a no i don't want to have a poll as to who you would like to rub i, I think that could get out of control today but that is a weird weird story uh we've got cricket on this morning happening right now at the t20 world cup uh australia and the women's playing bangladesh and we'll also have champions league later this morning now james now that you are a permanent uh host midweek do you does Brandy leave you with the football desk? Do you actually unpack the desk and will you be updating the scores of the Champions League this morning? Yes, he's PSG? passed on the baton and I'm ready to go. Excellent. Okay, well, that's great because they are big matches. AC Milan against Tottenham, PSG versus Bayern Munich uh, this morning. I will check to see if Mbappe is back from injury, playing alongside of Messi in that PSG side. So this is Breakfast with Vossi and James Magnuson. Give us a call right now, one 300 the Motorola open line, text 0457-736-736. Broadcasting through 1170am Sydney, 801am Central Coast, 1575am Illawarra, 90.3 FM Griffith, 1323am Canberra. And across Queensland this first hour, 
SENQ 693am, SEN 1620am, Gold Coast and the SEN Track Network. Good morning to you all. Ah, uh, yes. James loves the song. 24 and a half after six in New South Wales, 24 and a half after five in Queensland. Uh, breaking news. Uh, Nick Kotrick wants to be known as Nick Kotrick again. So forget the Chotrich. I saw that yesterday. The Raiders did the video pronouncing all their names. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard to keep up with. Anyway, (laughs) back to Nick Kotrick. Uh, Adam Dewey is Adam Dewey again after being Adam Dwayhe at the World Cup. So uh, we'll just go there. Anyway, we'll keep up to date with that. That poll that we're running, so we'll keep it going. Uh, Would you like to see a 6pm Sunday game throughout the entire NRL season at the moment, sitting at 59% yes, no, 41%, over 1,000 votes in that. So we're getting a good little sample there. Bre- uh, James is an emphatic yes. Brandy was a yes. I'm a yes. 6 p.m. Sunday. Could we make it happen all season? What about this text, James? Just to start the morning. Good morning, Vossi and Missile. My wife made me go to the ballet once. I would have preferred a bag of dog feces to the face. <laughs> <laughs> what, a great text. what a beautiful text to start the day. Beautiful uh, text. Absolutely beautiful. Um, oh, this is embarrassing. Look at you in your Bulldogs gear. We have to go to the, Moro- the Motorola open line and talk Bulldogs straight off the- as if it's the biggest issue of the day. Uh, James, say hello to Bakes of Panania. He's on the line. Morning, Bakes. Joe, boys. How are we going? Never Good better, Bakes. Mate, I am so up and about. I am looking so forward to Sunday. I think that is the best side that we've put out since 2014 for Sunday. Happy with it. One question on that side, Bakes. Do you reckon they should include uh, Franklin Pele? I thought he was very impressive against the Raiders. Do you think he could snag a bench spot moving forward? You beat me to it. That was my next That was my next comment. Yeah, he was impressive, wasn't he? What did you think, Vossi? Have you seen much of Franklin Pele? Fra- well, just the one game at Cronulla. I think it was just the one first grade. Big boy, yeah. isn't he? Big He's boy. got presence. He's got presence. Um... I love players like that. If they have got a bit of ball skills and all that, you just sort of encourage them to do it and not to be afraid to make a mistake. So Franklin Pele with a bit of ball play. So I'll read out that side, Bake, so that all our listeners know it. The Bulldogs side to play the Sharks, 5 o'clock Sunday at Belmore, the spiritual home. Hayes Perham, Jacob Kiraz, Jake Avarillo, Paul Alamotti, who they've got enormous raps on, Josh Adokar, Harves, Matt Burton, Kyle Flanagan, into the forwards, Luke Thompson, Raymond Fatala Mariner, who is the club captain this year. Uh, Viliami Kikau, Tavita Pengai, Reed Marnie, Max King off the bench. Josh Reynolds, the Englishman Ryan Sutton, Andrew Davey, Corey Waddell, and then a whole lot of stack of extra reserves as well. So, Bakes, you've got the vibe. You're feeling the vibe, are you? I can't. I think you'll see a pack Belmore on Sunday afternoon. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'm, if I could, I, well, I am going Belmore. I am actually, I'm actually calling the earlier game at uh, Belmore. Raiders and Tigers. So I'll Double be there. header at Belmore, is it? I'll have it, yeah. I'm going to have a kebab oh, good. and then a Mr. Whippy. That's my Sunday. Sorted. Thank you, Bakes, for the call. Great to have the confidence uh, shared by others. Uh, more on dog feces. Uh, the greenkeeping rooster, who'd know a bit about poop, wouldn't he? And, and uh, mm. blood and bone and things like that. Vossi and Missile, I believe Peter Boll is organising a couple of bags of crap to rub it into WADA and Integrity Australia's face. Sports Integrity Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good call. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this one, also, I love the Sunday 6pm game. I prefer it better than the Thursday night game. There we go. Well, I don't know whether we're doing a trade between Thursday night and Sunday night. No. Thursday night, prime time here. Yeah. So what about, how does it work in, in the home? Thursday, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. All fine? 
All fine. Yeah, yeah, play on. <laughs> play on. And I, I like to think my weekend starts at that Thursday night game. <laughs> sure. sure. I do have commitments on the Friday, but I just can't help feeling when that Thursday night game comes on, the weekend's basically here. Okay. All right. Now, James, you weren't part of the vote um, as to whether Jay the Bookman comes back this year. We ended up with a 3 2 vote. If you had a voted, were you yes or no? Yeah, give him another chance, Bossy. Hey, so it's emphatic 4 2. Here is Jay the Bookman with a joke of the day on Hump Day Wednesday. Jay, good morning. Morning. I went to the movies and this guy had his dog in there. At the end of the movies, I said to the guy, Mate, your dog, at the sad parts, he whimpered. At the happy parts, he wagged his tail. At the end, he jumped up and barked and clapped his little paws. I said, that's amazing. He said, it sure is. He hated the book. <laughs> Weird. There, there you go. That is. There you go. This is good. It's very He's topical, back. too. It's very topical. Yeah, that's right. He's in good form. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the news. Uh, thank you, Vanessa. Always in grand, grand form. Uh, we are here thanks to Bryden's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. We also have the Signet Power Bank to give away at random to uh, open line callers today. When we talk open line, we get to play this. Hello, Moto. James, uh, just on that, the, the, the voice, it's sort of that, that, uh, that opener has really got to me. Uh, yeah. I'm saying I want that lady to replace Siri. Oh, I like it. The voice of Siri. I'm, I'm ditching yeah. her. That was like a ringtone back on the flip phone days. I had a flip phone Motorola, and I think that might have been one of the uh, the ringtone options. Nice. Um, well, this is part of the show where you can have your say. Call the Motorola open line on 1300 01 1170 for the best battery life in its class. Choose Motorola. Of course, you can always text 0457 736 736. Just on that, too. Um, I made the admission yesterday I sometimes argue with Siri. And I also get a bit naughty. <laughs> yeah, cop that. You okay. know, like I, if I go the wrong way, I, <laughs> and she tells me to do a U-turn, I said, get you know, like I, Do you ever, is that just me or do lots of people actually in the car have a bit of a conversation and a bit of argy-bargy with Siri? No, oh, I can't say I do, Vossi, but I think we, we might really? need to up, upgrade you and get you arguing with chat GPT. I'll, I'll fill you in on that in the break about chat GPT. Chat GPT, what's yeah. this? Well, it's a new AI technology, artificial intelligence, and basically you ask it to write something, it will write you essays, press releases, right. like anything. Basically, school will be defunct after this yeah. chat GPT is released. Co-host radio shows on Wednesday mornings. Yes. <laughs> uh, this one, lovely to hear from the Reptile. Morning, Shaggers. This is my first show of the year. Been away for the first two. Go to, good to see that Jay's New Year's resolution was not to make his jokes funny. Different years, same old turds. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Reptile, good to have your company. And so positive uh, this morning. A few other texts there, James? Yeah, Steve from Central Coast says, as an Arsenal fan, I'd love to see the Monkeys of Madagascar movie fling the brown stuff at the VAR system. And the, what, <laughs> what happened in the Arsenal game? And the official Lee Mason, if it got to draw a line across uh, the offside in the mm. Arsenal versus yes. Brentford game, cost Arsenal the match and vital gap between them and Man City. Yeah, we're talking race for the uh, the Premier League title. And the last last I was on, yes. they were... Just forgot. He just forgot to draw the line. I think last time I was on, they were calling it. They were saying Arsenal's got it won, the gap's too big, a team that had yeah. been this far ahead at this point in the season never lost. So, well, 
They got one instead of uh, three in that. Um, this one, Stuart says, should the missile's new nickname be Camel? He's always up for it on hump day, Stu from Cronulla. Well, look, it makes it easy when I've only going to be up for one morning a week. Right. I can bring yeah. the energy. Fossey's got to be up for five. Brandy's got to be up for four. So I've got to bring the energy on a Wednesday, Stu. Yeah. Okay. The camel. No, I'd rather go with the, the missile. The Nerf, <laughs> the Nerf gun was, was, that was one good. that was produced last yeah, year. Yeah, that was good. Uh, question is, World Club Challenge on this weekend in the NRL? Yes, it is. And the kickoff has been pushed back to 6.50 Saturday night at Penrith. That's New South Wales time. Uh, Panthers and, uh, and St. Helens. Now, Chris of Rose Bay. We love hearing from Chris, the voice of reason. We've tagged him in the world of open line, which can be a very interesting and curious world. Chris of Rose Bay is going to fire a hard-hitting question at you, James. Yes. Yeah, James, I'm very glad you're on this morning. First of all, the A and B sample. I remember Bronson Cherry. Uh, his A sample came back, I think, in May, and his B sample came back in September. I think it was four months, and nobody could understand why it took so long. I don't actually remember that. Yep. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, but I want to talk about this integrity unit. And James, I, I go back to Shane to Jack. Yes. Now. Okay, where have I got this wrong? So anyway, they said, okay, they found a dad role in the system. There's sort of a four-year ban, but then the Commission of Sport and Arbitration here said, well, because of extenuating circumstances, like there was a negligible amount, which wasn't going to enhance her performance anyway, and she wasn't sure if she took it, how she took it. Was it in a supplement? We, she didn't know. And the Commission here the, said, yeah, well, look, because of that we're going to halve it to two years. But yep. that wasn't good enough for um, Integ Sports Integrity Unit because they said, no, 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 we want the four years. And they, they actually were the ones that started the whole process and then WADA joined in. So this poor girl endured all the crap that went with this. Yeah. Then she went back to the Sports Commission who said exactly what they said the first time. She's a person who they trusted. She's... Um, it was a negligible amount, and um, once again, um, they gave her the two years. And then this integrity unit have the hide to say it wasn't about the athlete. We just wanted clarity about why they reduced her sentence from four to two years. The clarity was the fact that they did said exactly the second time what they said the first time. And this poor girl had to endure all that suffering. Now we've got the Peter Bowles situation where it's, is it about the athlete this time or is it about the process? We don't know because they won't tell us. And they said this could take a very long time. I mean, a fair dinkum. Um, I don't know what your opinion of this integrity unit is, but it seems to be making athletes' lives in this country a misery. Yep. You're off the leash, James. Yeah. No, I'm with you, Chris. There's a number of things with the Shana Jack thing. Look, it... Completely, it completely upturned her life. I, I know Shana, and I swam at the same time as Shana. The the impact that this had on her life was monumental. Not only from a sporting context, but she had to defend all these uh, cases in in a court of law. So she was up for all the legal costs each time the integrity unit took this back to back to court and and challenged the ruling again. Uh, so. It took a huge financial impact on her. An athlete who had only really been a professional swimmer for a couple of years wouldn't have had 
um, anywhere near enough earnings through her sporting career to challenge this. So it would have had a huge impact on her family as well. Uh, and a four-year ban for what she was found to have tested positive for was just so over the top. Um, slightly different to the Peter Bowl case in that her A sample and her B sample did come back positive. So there definitely was a trace of that substance in her system. But I just don't understand sometimes the stance taken by these these boards, these integrity units. It's it's almost like it's them versus the athlete when, when really surely the best outcome is fairness and a level playing field in sport. But sometimes it, it does, Chris, it feels like a witch hunt. And we're so harsh down here in Australia with the way we test our athletes and the way we persecute our athletes when when they have a sample that isn't isn't what it normally would be. Um, I'm not saying that Shana did or didn't take something, whether it was on purpose or was by accident, but the way it affected her life, the way it affected her mental health, the way it affected her financially, it's it's something she may never fully rebound from. Well, what you said, great call, Chris, great response, James. Um, the stress, pressure, what you, what you said about the legal costs, that's enough to, to, to drive you spare. I mean, that would be enough to Absolutely. break you down. The yep. stress, uncertainty, pressure, all of those things would be enough. There's your punishment. Yeah, <laughs> and each time each time they challenged the ruling, they took it mm. back to court. So then she has to pay for a barrister. She has to pay for a legal team each time. Wow. It, I don't know. I don't know how she financially did it, but it, it would have been close to ruining her and her mm. family. Uh, good call, Chris. Probably more broadly brings us to a topic of integrity units full stop. <laughs> we, we, we have integrity units across all sports now. We've pr- probably never canvassed our listeners as to do you have faith in integrity units? Like, let's go with our number one sport that we talk about, the NRL. Do you have faith in an integrity unit? Do you have faith in consistency of integrity unit? Mm. Do you have faith in what happens out of our out of our eye? that what they do on a it's daily probably, basis when they investigate things. It's quite topical you know? in the NRL as well because we saw Caelan Ponga come out just the, Caelan, the other day. All and, of that, and all of that. Yeah. That was how that was handled, I, I thought, was quite bizarre well, compared to how some other cases had been handled. Well, that's right. Did they did they speak to the security guard who was there? We've got his audio. Did they speak to him who opened the cubicle door, Lieutenant Dan? Did they, did they ask him... Did you did you utter these words when the door opened? They probably did, Vossi. Just one moment yes. and I'll try and find those. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was just batting. I was batting to see if you, you had that exclusive spot. audio. If you had that exclusive audio. Uh, while you search that exclusive... But that is a question. Do you have faith in the integrity units of the various sports? And if you want to just talk about the NRL, do you, do you trust the process? Do you trust the process? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, James of Hornsby's online. James, speak to James about this. Where you go, James? Morning, James. Morning, James. Ditto. Um, with these integrity units and all these people and that, um, who are they? How do they get on there? Are they sort of like uh, could have been athletes that weren't good enough and, oh, well, I'll get on to this board and uh, I'll give all these other athletes that beat me when I was a little kid and... I'm going to make them pay back. And, you know, like you get the junior clubs where you get these, some parents, oh, they're like, oh, I'm the big politician, but all they are is like uh, a secretary of some junior football club or something like that. Mm. That's a very good question, Vossi. Do these That's people get voted into the position? Do they have a legal background? Do they have a sporting background? There's never much visibility about who these members of integrity units are. 
well, well, I will say, I will say this. I will say in defence of um, in the rugby league, Karen Murphy was there for some time. Now she was former police force. I can't remember the rank and that, but that was her uh, background. But no, I, you're right, James. I can't speak on behalf of all the different integrity units and how they're formed and what check they do on those people. Like, geez, you'd want to be clean, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, like, and I mean across the board, uh, you'd. Or, or do you need someone who has been a transgressor to be able to understand? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, do yeah. You, do you, if, you're, to, if you want to understand Carney hacking computers, back. do you need a hacker? Yeah, Todd <laughs> Carney could he head up the integrity unit? James, there you go. You've opened up a bit of a can of a whoop ass uh, here. What are the qualifications to be on the integrity unit? And could anyone stand in front of a mirror right now and say they are capable of doing the job? Have the qualifications? James, great call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. The Motorola open line is up and firing. Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs>